Welcome to another episode of the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host, Greg E. Hill, the Culture Change Agent. And ooh, I'm excited today. We got my homie. I, I, let me let me stop before I even begin. Um, I want to say one quick thing. One quick thing. Thank you, everyone, for supporting the show, sharing it on Facebook, sharing it on Twitter, sh- telling your friends. I mean, it's been phenomenal. We we reached. Two, over 2,000 downloads, um, over five different countries, and thank you everyone for the support, and please, 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 if you've already listened to the show and you have not left a review, stop the podcast, please, leave a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate it, five star, tell them how you feel, and that's all I'm going to say, that's the only shameless plug, I had to do it, I had to do it, so... <laughs> and if the if the energy is a little different from this podcast, it's because I can't move my body. Like, for real, I can't. Because I'm a runner. Um, I train and double a dabble with weights. But I said, New Year, I want to make a commitment to lifting weights. Because I'm mad for it. I'm skinny. So um, I signed up with uh, to, to, to train with Desmond Scott, uh, CEO of Prime Fitness. So shout out to Prime Fitness in Durham, North Carolina. So I'm still recovering. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Um, on this show, we interview young, successful minorities in a variety of fields to educate, empower, and inspire our current and future generation of leaders. Man, I am incredibly, I always say this at every show, but I'm really over the top excited to interview our featured guest today. Um, she's a graduate of the illustrious North Carolina and T-State University, bachelor's degree in psychology, and a master's in adult education, and former captain of the award-winning North Carolina A&T Blue and Gold Marching Band, and she's the CEO and founder of Educated Dancer. And I'm gonna let her kind of get into what that really is all about and, and give her background. So, um, shoot, North Carolina, America, Germany, world, it's my honor, it's my privilege, it is my distinct joy to introduce Tisha J to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> I need to give you more excitement in that, Tisha J. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, world. Hello. And before we kind of dig in and we give a little background about Tisha, I'm going to explain to everybody that may be new to the show um, about the format. And the format of the show, the first phase, that's when we get to know Tisha, get a, get a little personal, um, see her background, how she got started and everything else. The second phase, we dig into um, her business, which is CEO of Educated Dancer. And the third phase, we talk about the future because I'm a big planner. I really believe you got to vividly paint and know your future. And we're going to talk about the future. And the last phase, one of the best phases is um, the coaching where we answer a series of five questions that will kind of give her, give give the audience a little uh, peek into her mindset. So um, let's dig right in. Tisha, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, so once again, my name is uh, Tisha J. I'm known as Tisha J, but my name is actually Letitia Price. Um, from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm the oldest of two. Um, I have been dancing my entire life, trained um, 15 plus years in mm. ballet, contemporary, and hip hop. Mm. Um, dancing has really been my passion and my focus and my drive behind uh, a number of successful things that I've done with my life, which mm-hmm. is, you know, which includes going to school and um, furthering my education. Um, I moved to North Carolina in 2007 and um, 
I attended North Carolina A&T. Mom was not fortunate enough to um, go to college. I'm definitely a first generation uh, student. And um, she was just really heavy on me about going to school. And, you know, and it wasn't like it was too much pressure because, you know, I always loved going to school. So that was definitely a big accomplishment and it's very dear to me. And that's why that's something that I try to push and motivate, especially with, you know, we do have a large number of females who already attend college, but that's why I'm really big on, on furthering education and what it is that you do after college. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's, you know, that's just basically me. I'm a dancing, I'm an educated dancer. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's good. So before we kind of dig in a little deeper to that, I like to start the show off, with a quote because I am like the biggest quote guy in the world and it kind of it gets the it's the ball rolling and gets the positive energy we need to really impact and influence and get the word out to this audience so Tisha I'm about to put you on the spot oh you, lord can, can, can you give me a <laughs> quote that you love that you live by and give me a story about how you apply that to your everyday life mm, a quote that I live by and how I apply that to my everyday life Via a um I have a number of quotes. This quote is, I don't try to dance better than anyone else. I just try to dance better than myself. And even though that quote is, you know, geared towards dance, and I just try to apply that with life because a lot of times, especially with social media and videos and stuff like that, it's just really, really easy for you to not compete against yourself, but but try to compete against everything that's out there in the world. And although at times competition is necessary, the biggest thing to always try to remember is that you need to be better than who you were or be Mm -hmm. better than the person that you were yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that is probably the main quote that I love and always, you know, apply to my everyday life. So I, I love that quote. I love that quote. So let's let's dig into a story, though, a story of how you apply that. Like, give me give me a vivid story. Walk me through. I want to be there. How you said, oh, I'm not challenging anybody else. It's just me in this building right here. Um, so I can remember um, when I was dancing at A&T and, um, you know, a lot of times with dance lines, there are cuts. Mm-hmm. And so in order to make the next show, you know, you have to you know, perform. Mm -hmm. So I was fortunate enough to make that, to make the cut. And after that, there was a little bit of animosity and altercation uh, between some of the girls who did and some of the girls who didn't. So with using that quote, it was easy because I have that mindset and that mentality. Mm -hmm. It was easy for me to be mature and have the conversation with some of my sisters who were not able to make the show Mm -hmm. and say, look, you know, this is not anything personal. I just know this is what I love to do. And I need to be better than what I was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And because I was able to explain that to them, then they were able to come up and say, I apologize. You know, everything that you said is right and can you help me so that I can make the next show Mm -hmm. so you know using that quote not only helped me but it also helped somebody else in Mm -hmm. the same time and then it brought us closer together because you know at times when you're working with people that you love or you're working with friends there's always there's always those awkward moments that may come about Mm -hmm. so that that's one time when I actually applied that quote you know to myself and it was beneficial for not only me but my sisters that I danced with Man, that's 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 huge, and um, yeah. to kind of talk about that because I, it's an interesting point. 
I want to get your advice on this. Okay. What, what would you say for for the high school or college person or the, the adult that's for a high schooler, right? I'm trying out for right. a team. I get cut. What do I do? You're trying out for a team and you get cut. What do you do? Yeah. Okay. Well, the first step would be to evaluate or self-assess, mm-hmm. right? So what... What is it that I didn't do? And there are a lot of times when some people are capable of knowing that they knowing like, OK, I know I, that I didn't do this right. And then there are some people who are completely unaware and they feel like, man, I nailed that. Why didn't I get it? Mm-hmm. So the first thing you need to always do is self-assess. If you feel like there you did the best that you could have possibly done, mm-hmm. then the next step would be to ask questions. And make sure you ask questions at the right time in the right format. Mm-hmm. You know, don't rush, fill with anger, you know, give yourself a few days, contact them via email. Always make sure that you keep it professional because if you don't and you try to do it again the next or the following year, that person's gonna remember that. Mm. So always make sure that you are professional about it. And then after you do that, whether you hear back from the person or not, you however you train for whatever it is you didn't make. You need to go back and you need to keep training. Hmm. I was watching something. I think I was watching an interview with Will Smith. And he said, um, if you stay ready, you never have to get ready. Ooh. And so that just, that's a chill that so, must find right there. Yes. If you stay ready, you never have to get ready. And I mean, I even apply that to myself now because I'm in a position where now I need to get ready. And mm-hmm. if I would have stayed ready, then I probably wouldn't have to, you know, deal with some of the obstacles that I have right now as far as dancing. Mm-hmm. So when you get that response back to why you got cut, whether you get it or you don't, you need to keep training. You need to keep working because once again, that goes back to my quote. You need to make sure that you are better than what you were yesterday or better than what you were at that tryout or audition or whatever. Man, that's that's powerful. That's powerful stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I want to kind of and, 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 and I want to kind of ask another question, too. Um, OK, at a and and I'm going to dig into the story and I want you to kind of walk us through your time, your journey as a Golden Light A&T. But at A&T, Golden Light, you're phenomenal. You're amazing. You're one of the best dancers out there. Like every you were you were it. Oh, and thank I you. know you you just said and you're welcome. And I know you just said <laughs> right now you have obstacles, certain obstacles. And it's like from a, from right. a long term perspective, you're like, well, how can this is A&T and they have one of the best marching bands in the country, like in the world, right. honestly. And the captain. And now. Couple years later, obstacles kind of so kind of paint the picture of some of the obstacles you're facing now, and and what you're doing. Like you said, what are you doing to stay ready and to put yourself in a lane where you know you need to be? Right. So um, the obstacles that I'm facing now. Well, <clears throat> I graduated in in 2012, and so you know, once I graduated, I started to feel the pressures of becoming an adult. Mm -hmm. So what am I going to, you know, getting that question? Well, what are you going to do? Well, what's next? You Mm -hmm. know, like getting those questions like that. And I said, well, I know I want to go back to school. I need to go back to school. So I'm going to get my master's. But, you know, now, you know, I have bills and I have, you know, I've graduated, I'm working. And my mom is like, you know, some of these responsibilities you're going to have to take off of me because now you can work. So, Then I went from, okay, dancing kind of, it didn't fade away because I still, I ended up being the recruitment coordinator for Golden Delight. So I helped with prospective members who wanted to be a part. Mm -hmm. So I still had, I had more of an administrative role with dancing rather than the physical, you know, being on the field, being in the stands role. Uh So... 
Um, I'm working a full-time job from about eight to five and then three days a week because I wanted to graduate in two years. I said, I'm not going to be in grad school forever. So I took three classes a week. So I'm working a full-time job from eight to five, and then I'm going to class from six to nine, and then I'm coming home, I'm taking a shower, I'm reading through whatever it is I might need to read through, finishing lesson plans for work, and then I'm trying to at least be in the bed by 11 to do that all over again. Mm. Well, when you're doing that all week, you're not, I'm not... You know, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you know, and then, you know, um, the, the, the nights I don't have class, I'm um, at the band room trying to help Golden Delight. Mm-hmm. So it's almost as if I did not have the time to focus on myself mm-hmm. as in as far as dancing. Yeah, so, so much. Yeah. Right. So with that came, you know, I'm eating out. I'm gaining more weight. Um, not stretching, you know, I, I lost a sense of that. And it was, it was kind of scary because my life was, has always been school and dance, school, dance, school, dance. I never really had to worry about, you know, working a full-time job and, and paying bills, you know, but that's some of the realities that come into play. You know, some, some people do that through college, but I was fortunate enough to not have to do that through college. So once I graduated that's when I had to, that that was my time to have to, you know, to step up to that role. And so in doing that, you know, I never lost it now. Never lost it. Still definitely <laughs> <You> never <laughs> can still definitely, you know, dance yeah. out there. Uh-huh. But um a lot of times with dance, they're not saying that you have to be the smallest girl, because I was never the smallest girl. I'm a very curvy, mm-hmm. you know, curvy woman. So Still with that, my um, being able to keep up with routines, being able to not feel so heavy while I'm dancing, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, still be flexible. Think because I wasn't actively keeping my body in that routine, mm-hmm. that has not gone away, but I have to now train to get it back to where it needs to be. Mm. So that is some of the obstacles that I'm facing. And right now, you know, that I'm done with my master's. Um, I'm, I'm focusing on myself and my dreams. I feel like I have prepared myself enough to where if my dreams, because at at the end of the day, you know, it's not really about my dreams. It's about what God has aligned and planned for me and what he has put me here for. Mm -hmm. So I still pray and meditate and, you know, try to figure out what my position is in, in the body of Christ. But outside of that, I'm still just trying to work and train to, get back to where I need to be. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm done with that and I'm focusing on my dreams and my goals. So I have more free time. Mm-hmm. I told golden delight, I gave you six, seven years of my life. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not working with them this year and I'm just going to focus on me. So I'm in the studio, I'm dancing, I'm training. I started educated dancer. I got a trainer to work on my body and yeah. I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. just doing what I have to do for me. Got you, got you, got you. And we're about to kind of go into the next transition about educated answer, but to kind of ease us in there, there. I want to talk about health because you Mm -hmm. you kind of hit on it a little bit, but 
as especially for for females when you when you're graduating from from college and and, and probably specifically for for dancers because you live Hello? an active lifestyle and you're doing all right. this stuff and then you graduate and then that kind right. of slows down so kind of delve into and i think this kind of goes into um educated dancer because once once you leave and then you have okay say you put in at 10 pounds and then in your mm-hmm. head you're like oh my gosh it's kind of playing with you because you post some photos and now the photos ain't popping like they used to pop <laughs> so, <laughs> so right. talk to us about the importance of health and kind of how that kind of translated it's health and self-image and how that started translating into the formation of educated dancer um the health and that pretty much was a personal thing Mm -hmm. um you know there are i think as far especially for dancers or people in general Mm -hmm. um everybody has a place where they see themselves or a place where they want to be Mm -hmm. you know some people might be content with uh, 160. Some people might be content with 180. Some people might be, you know, first and foremost, just make sure that you you go to your physicals and you go to your doctor's appointments and you definitely make, keep track of with your body and go to those doctor's visits just to make sure that you're okay. But, you know, if you're fine on that end, this is now this is just my personal opinion. If you're fine on that end, you're not, you know, you're not dealing with, you know, diabetes or any of the other uh, sicknesses that may be out there. If as long as you're okay there, then you can focus on your personal goals for your body or where you want to be, you know, as far as your self image and your look. And I know where I want to be and where I want to be. is not even where I was in college because I think in college I looked like a young college girl. You know, and it was perfect for what I was doing at that time. But right now, you know, I'm 25 and I want to look like a healthy 25 year old, you know, not a healthy 19 year old. Mm So um, I just have my own personal goals. And and if you're someone who has, you know, your own personal goals for where where you are most comfortable with yourself, especially if you are involved in something active, whether it's a sport or if it's dancing, make sure that your body can physically get through those things, your stamina. Um, you know, a lot of times when I dance, because I am a thicker woman, um, my focus is definitely my legs. You know, I have to pick them up <laughs> when I'm dancing. So I just like to make sure that I'm toned in those certain areas. I mean, it's all about where you are most comfortable with yourself and the goals are you can accomplish them there's no doubt about it you're definitely going to be able to accomplish your goals especially if it's something that you want write it down keep track and stay on yourself that's big let's take it to the next the show let's talk about educated dancer what is educated dancer and how did you start it like how did this whole how did you make that leap and start your own company okay so educated dancer is a movement that um inspires and supports dancers who are also in school. Um, and this this is a very interesting story, actually. Um, so I was in my, I believe this was January of this year, because Educated Dancer, yeah, it hasn't been too long. It was January of this year, and I was on the phone with a friend of mine who, I mean, she has performed everywhere. I just really looked up to her. Like, she's been on tour with TLC. She's performed on the BET Awards. I mean, she's just done a lot. She's done dance, music videos. She's done a lot. So I was getting advice from her, and I, you know, and I'm like, well, I'm in North Carolina. 
there are not as many opportunities in this state. And she was saying, you know, well, maybe you should come to some auditions, classes. Can you be here in like a week or two? And I said, no, because um, I'm in school. I'll be graduating in May with my master's. So I have to wait. I can't come right now. And then she said, well, I mean, why did you waste so much time in school? Mm. So when she asked me, why did I waste so much time in school? I just immediately got offended. I just had the thought in my head, like, how dare you believe that education is wasteful? You making that comment just shows me how uneducated you are. And for you to think that a dancer should only be good at dancing. That is just not real to me. That's not real in my world and how I want to live my life. So um, when she said that, I said, well, I don't think I'm wasting time in school. You know, I asked her, what is it that she does? Like when she's not dancing, she was like, oh, well, I do this and I do that and I do this and I do that. All these different random, you know, jobs. And I said, well, if I'm not dancing, I can have a very well secured job. That pays me well. And that is another reason for getting an education. Mm -hmm. So after that whole spiel, you know, I talked to a few friends and I was like, oh, my God, can you believe she said that? And from then, I it just clicked. I said, educated dancer. Mm -hmm. There is nothing out here that supports dancers who stay in school or dancers who finish college and get their degree. You know, there are and I have this is not to be, you know. This is not a statement to offend dancers who drop out of school and dance because there are a lot of dancers I know from A&T alone who have mm -hmm. dropped school, moved to Atlanta. They're dancing and they are mm -hmm. successful. And I have to remember at the end of the day, you know, school is the education that may not be for everyone. But for the dancers who do have a love or passion for education, there is nothing there is nothing for us who are able to go to school and be um, wonderful on the field and that can go all the way back to girls in middle school girls in high school there is nothing for us mm -hmm. so that's when I thought of Edgar and I said that I'm going to make sure that I focus on you know something that can build and help girls like me <laughs> I know you kind of gave us an overall vision and the view of educating dancers but let 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 the world alone let me know what type of programs are you doing now? Like, what what are you actually doing? Because I understand the vision and the mission. Like, but what are you doing now? So, for Educated Dancer, right now, the phase that I'm in, and it's been crazy, the type of support that's been shown for Educated Dancer. So, right now, I'm just trying to get the word out because mm -hmm. there are a lot of people who don't even necessarily know what Educated Dancer is. Um, I've been doing speaking engagements. I just did, um, I believe, the same one you did. Um, Camp Lead Up. Mm -hmm. I spoke with the students there and uh, just told them about Educated Dancer and following their dreams and being able to stay in school and accomplish both. So right now I'm getting the word out, I'm doing speaking engagements. Um, one thing I want to work towards is uh, a workshop mm -hmm. or either a dance camp. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to work on that. And um, the biggest thing is I want that to be free. Because when I did a lot of my when I do a lot of my speaking engagements, you know, I get questions from little girls and it just breaks my heart because it's so true. They're like, well, I want to dance and I want to be a choreographer, but I don't have the money for dance classes. And, you know, that's something that's just not 
cheap. Mm -hmm. So I want to be able to, you know, get sponsors and be able to put on something for the community where um, young girls can actually come and I can have instructors that are friends of mine who I know will do it. And we do a free camp Mm -hmm. or free, a free workshop. So those just things I'm doing right now, getting the word out, um, speaking engagements, um, getting some of the paraphernalia out to the different HBCU dance lines mm-hmm. um, in the local high schools. And then from there on, of course, you know, do more things for the community and, and girls who are dancing. Like, oh, you, you talked to it a little earlier, but you just started and you're developing a lot of feedback, support. What do you think is the rationale behind that? Does so many people are supporting the movement, ordering shirts, uh, liking, sharing videos? I mean, how, like, so say if I am a, I just graduated, I want to start a business, I want to get that kind of support and momentum. How do I go about doing that? How did you do it? I think the biggest, the, the best way to honestly answer that question is that it needs to be real to you. Mm. It needs to be something that you believe in. It needs to be something that is is real to you. Like educated dancer is is real to me. This is a life experience. It's something that I'm passionate about. And you know, when you're passionate about something, there's nothing that anybody could say or anybody could do to stop you from, you know, pushing or believing in that. So the support and the love and the the shares and the likes, that all comes, you know, when you believe in yourself, everybody else is gonna believe in you. Mm. So being being confident and being secure and really, you know, tuning into yourself, that is where the, the you know, I, I don't, of course I ask, you know, share like this, but just for a month, the amount of, of you know, things I've been asked to do and, and places I've been asked to, you know, come and speak, that's because, you know, one, what I'm doing, there is nothing out there like it. Mm-hmm. And Two, I believe in it and I'm passionate about it and I could talk about it for hours and I could I could tell you why it's important. I mean, and, and it's just real to me in my life. And so, you know, if you want to start a business, money is good. Money is great. But if that's the if that's the foundation on why you want to start it, then honestly, and this is just once again, my personal opinion, then maybe you should think about doing something else, because if you're going to start something, it has to be it, it, money is going to be the hard part (laughs) getting it started and getting it running. And that's going to be the hard part. So if your goal, your goal can't possibly be just to get money. You know, you need to, you need to, it's, it's too many people that's out here just to get money. We need people that's out here. That's trying to change the world. That's trying to give something to people that they didn't get, or that's trying to give something that's not being given yet. That that's what needs to happen. You know, for your business. That's where your your mindset and your goals should be. I want to change the world. That's just that's how I feel about educated dancer. Educated dancer is going to change the world and I'm going to have dancers where if they hurt themselves or if they if they can't dance again, I know that they can live a successful life because I was able to to inspire them and to help them to get an education. So now they're they're I don't I don't care if you want to say education was your plan B, whatever. You have a plan. Mm-hmm. And if something were to happen to you, you know that you could still live a successful life because you have this, you know, you have this, you have this knowledge. That's something that no, and nobody can take that away from you. Man, that, you have so many takeaways right there. And I guess the biggest one I seen was um, the passion. 
the passion because people can smell people that are just out here just for money or to grandstand or do something like that. But we can feel the energy, in, right. not even just in person, but just on your post, on, right. on your videos. They can feel it. That's that is right. energy transferring. And exactly. You're putting it out there and kind of and to go back to Will Smith because I know Will Smith um, during that interview because I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Mm-hmm. He talks about dying on a treadmill. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and yes. it's so real because right that now, is real. your passion for dancing, your passion for impacting women, that goes far beyond how much somebody could pay you to dance or anything else. It's because you love to do it. You lived it. You did it for 15 plus years. Like right. Malcolm Gladwell said, you have to do 10,000 hours to become a genius or master in a certain subject. I believe in your 15 years on this earth that you're dang excuse my language you're damn near a master at dancing <laughs> but you're still working you're still grinding and this is what you want to do so right. for all you entrepreneurs out there for all you young people out there for anybody that's listening to this right now it all boils down to this and you're going to hear it constantly on all the my talks and interviews it is about the p word right <laughs> it, it is <laughs> it is about the, that's going to be the tagline of, of this right. show it's, it's about, about the, the p word, word. <laughs> Now we're going to transition into the the future. And I know you can kind of give a glimpse of it, but mm-hmm. what projects or events or ideas are you working on right now that you can share with our audience um, with Educated Dancer and just Teacher J in general? Um, I think one of the uh, one of the biggest things I would like to do is um, potentially become an agency mm-hmm. because a lot of times... Uh, dancers that are a part of these agencies um they've either been in an area where it was the agency was there or they were it was convenient for them I should say I know a lot of dancers who go through school and move and sometimes it's hard to to, ha- to be a part of the agency. They want to, you know, know what it is that you have or what you can bring. So I know one of the bigger pictures, I would love to have an agency where my target would be to go to um, colleges and look in their art departments or dance departments or whatever and find students who, who want to travel or who want to perform on Broadway or dance for Alvin Ailey. And I want to be, I want to be um, like a, a network where yeah. that I can get information from outside people and bring that in to college dancers or high school dancers for auditions or, you know, dates or plays or whatever it is that they may have in mind. So if I could say the, that's my biggest, biggest Mm -hmm. goal, my, my goal beneath that will probably be, um, just to have like celebrity choreographers, like people who have choreographed for Beyonce and Sierra and, you know, all the, the great dance videos we love to watch and have like a, a great workshop or class with celebrity choreographers who can tell you the real deal. Because when I went to New York, that's what I did. I took a class with a celebrity choreographer and that almost felt like my first dance class. Mm. She broke down dance in a psychology that I've never, and I mean, I've taken, oh my gosh, I've taken so many classes I can't even name. But when I took a class from this girl, her name is Luam. She just broke down dance in a way that I've never heard it. And I wish I could give that experience to everybody, every dancer that I know. So I would love to be able to do something like that. And that's, so that's, 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 that's just some of the, the future 
goals yeah. I have for Educated Dancer. And that's huge right now. And, and, and one takeaway I see from that is um, investing in yourself. Right. Period. Because you 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 were camped in one of the best dance teams in the country in the world. And you have 10, 15 years. But you still said, I got to keep learning. I got to keep learning from the grace. And you went there. Have you invested to. in yourself. Went all the way to New York. Because you're in North Carolina. Went all the way to New York. And that, that experience probably changed your life forever. Definitely did. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's 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 uh, before ah before we go to the culture change round, I got and it's crazy that I'm going from zero to a hundred so fast. But real let's, quick, <laughs> let, 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 let's get a little deep. Okay. What type of legacy when people when you die and this mm. is I hate talking about death, but it's real. What type of legacy do you want to leave behind? Oh man, this is the come to Jesus moment. This is where you shine right here. I got right. something. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I just, I just had so many things go through my mind. Um, when I die and I'm no longer here, I just want to be remembered as a passionate, strong, educated black woman who not only cared about her own life, but the lives of others and how caring and loving on someone can change the world. Not you know, being selfless and knowing that it's not, it's not just about me. The world is so much bigger than me and I can't do it by myself. I I just want people to take that from me, that, that, you know, that team aspect that you get information, you share it aspect. I, I went to Bible study last night and we talked about friendship evangelism mm. and, being able to you know when you when you get the word don't keep it to yourself because you know how much change am I going to do if I know all the information I just keep it to myself share it grow nurture that I want to be remembered as as somebody who who cares about everybody appreciate that answer so Let's go into the last round. This is the okay. rapid answer round. And it's really basic questions, but it gets deep at the end as well. But uh, <laughs> all right, let's kick it off. Let's kick it off. What is the best piece of advice that you ever received? Mm, the best. I've gotten a lot of advice. Mm. <laughs> the best piece of advice I've ever received. Well, I was told this throughout a conversation. Doing everything but perfecting nothing. Don't be that girl. Mm. So being a having, oh, I do this and I do that. I dance. I'm in school. Um, I have a great job. Um, I'm in an awesome relationship. Oh, I do all these things, but my grades are bad. Um, I'm not really, you know, that great of a dancer. Uh, I'm in a relationship, but we're not too happy. You see what I'm saying? I I do all these things that I'm so proud of, but I'm not nothing. I'm not, none of it is, 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 is a good result. So I think that might've been the best advice because I'm all about, you know, being versatile and, and not just doing one thing thing but at the same time you don't need to do a whole bunch of mediocre things and that's just me and how I feel about my life once again mm-hmm. so that might have been the best piece of advice I've ever received great advice Tisha <laughs> Tisha Tisha you've done a lot of things in your life but what is one of the what is one of your personal habits that you can mostly attribute to your success 
uh, that habit would have to be simply getting things done. When I know that there's something that I need to do uh-huh. or live in my everyday life, I just get it done. No questions, no excuses. Just I just get it done. And that is just me. That's who I am. And that type of work ethic mm-hmm. is really what helps me to progress and move forward. And I just I wish I just wish I had the uh the soundtrack. So dun 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 I should teach you the one that caught it. That's corny. <laughs> but I just thought about that. <laughs> it's just crazy. And everybody listening like this guy, this host is corny as a mug, but real though. <laughs> That's uh, whatever. <laughs> what is your favorite book and why? Okay, so this isn't necessarily a book. I mean, it is a book, but I I watched the the video, um, and that would be the secret. And uh, the secret really changed my life. And the secret is about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, sometimes it just helped me to realize that you never notice how much the the thoughts that you have. Mm-hmm. How it affects the universe and what comes to you and what you bring to yourself. So the secret helped me to change my style of thinking. And instead of saying what I don't want, I say what I do want. And when I say what I want and I believe that that's what I want and I'm going to get what I want, the universe brings that to me. Mm. So the secret is is that has to be my favorite. Yeah. I didn't read it, but. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't read it either, but um, I stumbled on The Secret via Will Smith. Like, I mean, he's talked about it, and then I looked on the, the YouTube archives, and I watched it, and I was, like, glued right. to the to the system for days. And it just, right. that, that and another book, but that's a great book. And the link to that, America, will be in the show notes. Um, so I, my last two questions is, what inspires you the most and keeps you motivated? Uh, what inspires me the most and keeps me motivated? Um, honestly, there are two things. One thing that inspires me the most is my mom. Mm-hmm. I think my mom had all of the odds against her. Um, she had me in 19. Uh, we were living in New York. She's the youngest of six. You just, I'm pretty sure nobody, and my mom, you know, just, she graduated uh, last year with her master's. I think watching her, you know, especially I, and I have this connection and this passion for women. And it's probably because I just love the type of role model that I had in my life. You know, as far as my mom, just a very classy, hardworking woman, even though all the odds were were against her, mm-hmm. she was able to surpass what everybody thought she would, would be able to do and happened to have two awesome girls who did the same thing so my mom is one of my biggest inspirations and then life in general when I think about life I just not one negative thought goes through my mind I think about you know fun and laughter and dreams coming true and being with someone I love and children and marriage. I just think about all the wonderful gifts that life can give you. So my mom and life are probably, well, they are two of the most inspirational things that, that keep me going. Man, that's powerful. That's real. And to the last question of this round is, this is going to stump you though. Oh Lord. (laughs) If you were the president of the United States, 
what Denied. is the first thing you would do? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard question, yeah, Greg. I gotta... Oh, I know what I would do. Mm -hmm. If I were the president of the United States, I think the first thing I would do is figure out how we can get some more um, money in the pot for our historically black colleges and universities to keep on running and to keep going. Uh, two are losing too many. It hurts my heart, and uh, that's probably the first thing I would do. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. I like it. HBCU <laughs> prod. <laughs> so this is wrapping up the culture round. That's done. Great job on that. And Thanks. So before we close it out, we have one final question, and this is when we get real deep and sentimental, and we really uh, because I'm all about changing the culture. I'm the culture change agent, and um, here's the question. Okay. If you could change one thing about society, most specifically the African American culture, what would it be and why? Mm. So many things. What would I change? Now I'm not quite sure how, but I would want to change the way we view each other. And I'm thinking about the killings that are happening with black boys. And, you know, I'm reading the comments and I'm seeing what people have to say from um, different ethnicities and, you know, even what African-Americans have to say. And a lot of times, even in regular conversation, you'll hear that. You know, even us ourselves, we don't want to live in a black neighborhood We're we feel more comfortable living in a white neighborhood yeah. or we don't want to live. We don't want to go to a, a, you know, a black school. If you have a, a, a um, PWI on your resume, you'll probably get that job, you know, over the person who went to the historically black college or university. And I think the way we view ourselves is there's a racism amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I wish I wish that we could could think more about helping each other and changing our own community, our the way we are, rather than, you know, automatically looking down on our own culture or our own self. So I, I had a million thoughts go through my mind. That's a really, really, really good question. Yeah. But I don't feel like we take ourselves seriously. That's real. So I would I would love to change the way we we view ourselves, the way we our interactions with each other. I would just love to change that. Mm, that's deep. That's deep. Yeah. Deep. 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 And it's crazy that I mean the shows are so good, and I get so much out of it. But we always ended on that. But we I feel like we got to because I mean. I it, That's it, real. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, we I love doing this. I love I love positivity. I love all that stuff. But um, our culture needs to kick in it. I don't. I'm not cursing, but they needs to kick in it behind. We really right. gotta wake up and lock in. So I mean, even when I talk to kids, I, I, I it's all fun. I do the whole comedic rant, and then I like, Yo, let's get really real. If you do not focus, if you do not really put all your might, your heart into what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish in this world and add value, then you will fail. You will probably die, and you will end up in jail. This is right. just as simple as African American young men, and it's difficult for African American women because they're looking for these African American men, and they're in jail or they're doing something else. So right. let's lock in America, and we got that's how we got to keep it real on the show. That's what we do on this show, right? <laughs> but um, it'll teach, teach man. Like I said, from the bottom of my heart, from the bottom, from everybody that's listening to this is going to be listening to this. 
thank you for giving us your time on the show. Um, like I really appreciate it. I think you dropped so many jewels of knowledge and expertise and educated dancer is about to freaking take off. Like where can we find out more information about educated dancer and you? Um, if you want to find out more information on educated dancer, you can simply go to www.educateddancer.com. Uh, the D in educated is the same D in dancer. So it's almost as one word. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Tisha J. Um, I post a lot of stuff, um, my email and my email address. If you have any questions or you want to know more support is throughout the website. So, <clears throat> Instagram, the website, that's how you can keep up with what's going on with Tisha J and Educated Dancer and support the movement. Thank you so much once again, though, for having me on here. This is this is amazing. And it's once again changing, you know, the view and the things that we do amongst our community, especially being so young. So it's probably because we're Aggies. Yeah, it probably <laughs> is. Everybody out there. So all you Harvard, MIT, yeah, all y'all, guess what? <laughs> Aggies are taking over. We change right. stuff. <laughs> Well, Tisha, Tisha, it's been a blast. And for all y'all that, 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 that didn't hear it, all the links to the website, Tisha J, her social media info will be in the show notes. Um, and that is the conclusion of another classic episode of the Minority Trailblazer podcast. So um, make sure, thank you. If you're listening this far to the show, that means you really love the content. That means you're a true fan, a true follower, and I appreciate you. So if you're listening this far, that means too, you should have been rating the show. <laughs> so if you haven't already, please rate the show on iTunes. If you don't know how, you can message me at Greggy Hill on Twitter, at Greggy Hill on Instagram, and uh, Greggy Hill on Facebook. So Thank y'all so much for continuing to support the show. You have a great week and have a great new year. Amazing new year. A phenomenal new year. A life-changing new year. Make this year, make tomorrow, make the next second the best second of your life. Good night, America.